1: Welcome, everyone, to the Wrestling Podcast. Kind of on at a weird time tonight with uh, AE Dynamite, uh, the start time changing because of the NBA, but here we are. Uh, guys, how's it going? Alfred, how are you doing?
0: Very good. It uh, feels really good. Uh, four hours of professional wrestling. Who would have thought?
1: Yeah, we're joined here with Alfred Kanoa of Forbes, and of course, as always, the hardest working man on this podcast, Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you?
2: <laughs> What's going on, guys?
1: <laughs> uh, so real quick, you know, I watched. I also watched MLW tonight, the Opera Cup Finals, and so between these three shows, it was five hours of wrestling, and I still felt like it didn't drag as much as most Monday nights, with,
2: with three oh, hours of Raw. If that's what we're comparing it to, definitely, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: That's a good feeling. That's a good comparison because we just watched Raw this past Monday. It does not feel like I've been watching a Raw. Raw usually feels like a day. This yeah. felt like you know less than that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought good shows for both. Not uh, there wasn't much newsworthy um, on either. I think they're both really loading up their New Year shows. Uh, Dynamite AEW is loading up the next two weeks. NXT really, I mean, they have loaded up that New Year's Evil card in two weeks. So uh, they're clearly looking ahead. These were kind, almost felt like filler shows, but at the same time, really right. enjoyable.
2: Yeah, they, they did feel a little, little fillerish, but yeah. I can't complain about any of the matches. I thought it they were very smoothly transitioned, well written shows as well, I'd say, how they were paced.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, I would agree. And I thought, you know, one of the big things, I thought the acclaimed, I thought, took a big jump tonight. Like, even though they lost, I thought they came across looking like stars. They did.
2: I, I, only, my only complaint, only complaint, all right, is that I didn't want to see them take an L. They just mm-hmm. started getting going. They just started getting hot. They have a really cool act. You know, we've seen this before, but they're really good. Like, he's really good. He's really good on the mic. He's hilarious, um, <laughs> and in the ring they're they're obviously really good too, right? But I like their gimmick. I like their shtick. Um, I just wait a little bit longer before you guys start eating them up. That's all. I, 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 and then eat them up. they are giving plenty of offense. It's a very close match. I just I don't know wins and losses. that's not like a dork, but matter to me.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah. I I feel like that way with Top Flight, like they haven't gotten a win on Dynamite. Same
2: thi- really. Yeah, ah, I think you're right. Wow, that's another yeah, awesome I- tag team, by the way.
1: Yeah, no, I think they're due. Like they need to give these guys a couple wins instead of. I mean, this is they made that big debut, and now I think this is their third loss in a row. So you know, at some point when you just see the same team losing over and over, <laughs> you know, it, it just gets stuck in your head. Like yeah. that's and what they do. ADW-
0: What AEW might have made the mistake of doing is they kept saying, you know, they claimed they've won seven in a row. They've won seven in a row. And it's good that they're doing that. But a lot of those wins came on dark. And so they're putting a lot of stock in the dark. People who watch Dynamite, by and large, are going to be watching Dynamite, not really paying attention to the seven wins in a row. It's not like they've really been heated up to where they've won seven TV matches. So uh, maybe have them get a couple of wins on Dynamite to add to that seven wins in a row.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like saying if WWE, if they're like, hey, this guy's been winning on main event for the last two months. No one watches Main Event. So, and, and Dark, you know, the, as as much as I know, there's some diehards that love Dark, and that's great. But if you look at the actual viewership and, and what the U.S. viewership would be and unique, unique views, which you can kind of guess what it is, um, it's it's a fraction of what Dynamite does. So Dynamite's the main show. you got to build the stars on Dynamite. But, again, I thought they did a good job with the Acclaim tonight, even though they did take the L. Uh but the show tonight opened up at the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and MJF with Jake Hager uh, taking on Top Flight, as we mentioned. Uh, I mean, they, they did, you know, Jericho and, and MJF, they did everything to make it look like Top Flight uh, was a real threat.
2: They did. They definitely, I mean, they definitely did. Um, it was a great opening match. Great way to open the show. There's no arguments here on that. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm being hypocritical here because, like you just said earlier, I I want to see a claim wrestle somebody different, like SCU again or something like that on television. Somebody like that, yeah. it beat it beat them convincingly. Because when they beat SCU, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw that, but when, when the beat, acclaim did, when the acclaim did, uh-huh. I, I just want to make mention the announcers sold it like it. They literally said this is a huge yeah. upset. Huge right. upset, folks. Right. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, they're about to move and transition to a promo to cut on the bucks for a championship match. Right. That ain't the time to be calling that an upset. All right. Secondly, back to uh, the other tag team. Um, same thing. I wish they were given another, like, SCU-level tag team. You know, like, the, the, what do you call it? Express tonight got a win, right? Um, Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express, right? Mm. Uh, and that's cool. They, we've not seen them in God knows how long. Mm -hmm. I think we're at a point now where they have to come up with another show. They've TNT, I can't believe I'm saying that, like, beggars can't be choosers, but they need to get another hour show something on actual television that picks up that type of viewership. I don't want to see them do three hours. I think that would be a mega mistake. Right. Um, Where we could get these teams, because they have, holy, their tag team division is crazy deep.
3: Mm -hmm. Seriously.
2: And the top flight looked so good tonight. I I
0: know, you know, there are some times where, you know, you see that they're a little green. I know they're really young. I I know they're going to be one of the best tag teams in the world someday. And just when I watch them now, I can already see these things. Like, is it too early to say that they're one of the best tag teams in the world? I know they're young, but, like, (laughs) eventually they will be. And it's not going to be that much longer. So so I'd rather be early on that.
2: Let's ask (laughs) a question really quick. Is this where the Hardy Boys were? Maybe. Yeah. And were people calling for, like, the scrawny, hardy boys? Because that's what I always thought they were. I thought they were scrawny as hell. And uh, at first, when they first started as a tag team, like, is that where we are with these guys? And, like, are we wanting the fast-forward button too quick? Are we want to put them in the microwave already?
0: I would say they're further than the scrawny. I mean, if you remember when the Hardys first came out, they were just you know job. They're job guys. They're just yeah. getting their dudes So like, so uh, to be fair, right after just right it, in there. To, to be fair,
1: after their jobber status days. Yeah. Like, yeah, you mean like when they were in Michael Hayes, like oh, you're even... okay,
0: yeah, that, yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. No, no, they're not at that level right. now. not right now. Not when no. they started kind of taking off and finding their own and yeah. stuff like that. Because um, even it was,
2: even then, it was hard for me to really accept the Hardy Boys offense when they punch a kick sure. People, I'd be like, what. Road right. Order, don't sell that shit. Close eyes, face off. <laughs> right. You know? But that was a different
1: time too. Like Jeff Hardy now is bigger than most of the guys on the roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just wonder if we're we're hit, like, am I asking for too much? Am I, am I am I ruining it by hitting fast forward on these guys' development because they do? You're are absolutely right, Alfred. There's little not glitches, but little holes that are still there with experience that will be filled.
1: Yeah. Sure. And I think I think also one of the things is. Uh, you know, when we talk about getting wins and losses, um, give them some wins, but also have them work more on Dark, you know, instead of having them on Dynamite all the time so early on. Let them develop more. And uh, yeah, these guys, are, these guys are a great tag team. I mean, they're, they're, they're can't miss. I'm yeah. sorry, they can't miss. Uh, disgruntled New York Jets <laughs> Justin <laughs> Lopez the 499 <laughs> Super Chat say, my friend my friend trains with the acclaimed uh, they're from Kurt Hawkins Academy yeah. and they ran a lot of the same spots in this match that they do in training <laughs> Ooh,
2: sure. inside baseball of course, of course they do that's where they practice it that would be the yeah. place in which they would practice those spots at yeah, yeah. Makes sense.
1: Jody Sean and Jenkins saying AEW is solid my only comment is Hager Wardlow being too rushed in my opinion drag it out more The MJF bit about the death was odd as well. I agree. I I had the same two thoughts watching the show. Me too. I agree with that. So we had... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alfred.
0: I was just saying, they're really trying to heat up that January 6th show. I mean, you saw that, where they were just promoting one match after another, and maybe they just figured that now is the right time to do Wardlow and Hager. I actually really like the promo that Hager cut on Wardlow, that he's a fire... Uh, yes. You know, we've really fired up. But yeah, it is valid to wonder whether or not this is too early because if we're already started getting these matches when they're two weeks removed from them having a kumbaya and getting back together, it's, it is kind of odd. You
2: know There's what? Yeah. This, this won't be a feature. This other thing with AEW, I, I think we're wrong. I don't think that was ever meant to be a featured match. I don't. So for the fact that they're throwing it out there early, normally I wouldn't like it, especially with two big guys. I think you always got to do a slow burn with big guys like this, but they're not going to showcase it. So you know what? If you could steal a spot in that on that card with it, fine.
1: I agree with that, but at the same time, it was just—was it last week or two weeks ago when they said this? The beat the squash. We all we all are getting along now.
0: Hager <laughs> said in this promo, he even said two weeks ago we were supposed <laughs> right. to be doing it. Yep.
1: Yeah. So from a storyline perspective, when oh, no, it
3: doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know, we're supposed to all be on the same page. We're not supposed to be fighting amongst each other. Even Wardlow and you know Hager. I agree. I think it's too soon. Um, maybe they do something screwy we still haven't seen a DQ in a singles one fall match on on Dynamite yet can
2: can, can I ask a question that nobody's talking about and I don't know why how come nobody like says anything about how boring Jake Hager is (laughs) he's a big guy and I am I love big guys I always overrate him I'll admit it but uh, he is boring as hell he is boring he's boring looking and he's boring in the (laughs) ring His <laughs> out, his outfit. I mean, his like when nah. he wears when he wrestles and stuff. It looks like he's. I don't know what it looks like. It doesn't look like he even did WWE. I'll argue.
1: Yeah, and he's a legit tough guy, badass. Yes, and, but when he talks, I I remember same thing. I was like, man, let's get to the point. I'm I'm getting bored during this promo. Let's get to it. Maybe Jericho should have you know t- did yeah. some of the talking, but uh, it and did.
2: I, I, I don't buy him as a heater either. He's just a big, tall dude. Like, I don't buy him as a heater. Wardlow? Oh, yes. I buy him as a heater. Do you think it's partly the, the haircut? <laughs> I think Wardlow is because he's thicker. He's thicker. He's more muscular. He feel, you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, he, doesn't something change, with Wardlow. he doesn't yeah, change. Yeah, Wardlow's his, a star. He doesn't change his facial expressions. He really is disciplined in that. Um, he's Wardlow is a breakout star way to happen.
1: He reminds me of Mason Ryan in that he has to look, but he can actually go. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I I, I thought, dude, I thought Mason Ryan was going to be the shit. Same here. He looked
1: like Batista. Yes, he did. But then he just sucked when he was out there. But (laughs) Wardlow is actually really good, and you see it already. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, they had their match. Uh, At the end, uh, Dante was taking care of Jericho on the outside of the ring. Uh, Hager pulled Darius before he springed off of... uh, Uh, MJF, and MJF hit the heat seeker for the win. So they cheated. Hager interfered, so they got the win. So they did protect them a little bit. And after the match, as we mentioned, Hager cut that promo. Said he's pissed off at Wardlow for not showing up because of family business, saying that this is family business. Wardlow, this was taped last week, this episode. And so Wardlow legitimately was not there last week because of family issues. So uh, they were bringing that in. Hager said he understands Wardlow is an asset, but says he's an asshole, and says that they're going to face off uh, next week.
2: What does he do that he's an asshole? Like, seriously, what does <laughs> the poor Wardlow do that he's an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> do <laughs> right. Yeah?
1: yeah. No.
2: <laughs> I'm I just, for Wardlow.
1: Yeah. Justin Lopez saying, also the big dude Caster was a Lashley sister Caster. Wow, we're
0: getting all kinds of inside scripts wait, tonight. What? I like wait, it. Wait, 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 what?
1: Who's, who's Caster?
0: Max Caster's from the Acclaim. He's the one who uh, all the, oh, the oh, bars. Oh, oh, Max
1: Ca- Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Steezy Preezy saying, thanks for the late night recap. A lot of other recap pods took the night off. Hardest working podcasters out. Thank yeah, you, right. sir.
2: Thank you.
1: Uh, our friend Jack Skellon saying he should be a big man who destroys and doesn't speak like Wardlow if, about Hager. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. When he talks, it just kind of takes a. No offense, but it just kind of takes away from it a little. Bit. Yeah,
2: it's not a strong suit of his game, and you know. And to it, be he, fair, to be fair to Jake uh, Hager, if he's still doing MMA, maybe that's why his physique looks the way it does. and He looks so like lean and not massive, like I think a heater should look. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe that's why. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Alright, so up next we had uh <laughs> the acclaimed they yeah. did a little music video. Uh it was so called good. Buck Hunt. So good. It was, Love it. It
2: was really good. Of course it was. The dude, <laughs> dude is talented as hell.
0: If I may, can I can I repeat a couple of bars? Absolutely. Who quit Twitter because all the fans hate him? Who kissed Dave's ass for the star ratings? You guys. And now you're going to be destroyed. the acclaimed to the young bucks and the young boys. Don't talk to me about John Cena. Don't talk to me about John Cena. He's the best battle rappers in WWE history. It's
2: I don't disagree with that. I think he is so <laughs> damn good. John Cena was all right. None of John's shit ever really rhymed, though, if you go back and watch it. He'd get yeah, away with stuff a lot that, of that didn't always rhyme. Dude, this dude Caster is really good, really yeah. good.
1: Yeah, the other guy obviously can't rap because he <laughs> never he never does anything.
2: But when he yeah, came he out, out to the ring, were, yes, I was gonna say when he came out to the ring the other night, and they they were making fun of what's his name for getting knocked out in that uh, battle brawl. So Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson, getting knocked out, and his dude took a bump. <laughs> I popped yeah. you. For that. So like he does do the good pantomiming. He does. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this was great. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I thought it was it was pretty. It was really clever. Cena had some good ones though. Oh, I remember one time really he was talking really about like, Tori Wilson giving it. her a pearl necklace. Jesus, yeah,
0: like stuff that you can
1: get away with back then. Definitely
2: no question about <laughs> yeah, it. This
0: is just this is another level. Right. I just like. It. No. I don't want anybody to think this is a rip off of John Cena. I just think that would be such an insult to what they're doing. And yes. the buck hunting is so genius. There was a thought that went behind this. It was hey. a concept. They were out in the woods. They had a crossbow. They were buck hunting, and yeah. the rap had that in the. It was just amazing. Yeah. I
1: agree. Men on a mission. We're doing this before Cena, or at least Mo.
3: Before, oh, were. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so next we had Tony Schiavone out. Uh, he had an interview with Sting. I don't know, man. I feel like. Uh, if you're not gonna do much with Sting, just keep him off of TV for a couple weeks, because every week and when he's not doing anything, just kinda saying the same stuff, it just kinda lessens his value. So he's out there and just kinda says the same thing. He just wanted to be back on TNT and AEW. He's come full circle. Um Shabani points to Darby Allen and then he said, Yeah, there's you know, there's deep question with Darby Allen before he says anything, uh, Taz and his uh, his yep. group come out. And that was that was about it. Um, it was so distinct during this promo, he did do a good Dusty Rose impression.
3: Yeah.
1: And he talked about how Dusty, I, think, I believe he was talking about how Dusty gave him color the first time, like had him bleed.
0: No, I think he was saying how he pitched the sting gimmick to him. He said, we're gonna put some color on your face. No, we're gonna put some color on your pants and make him glow in the dark and, and stuff like that. So I think okay. Because
2: you g- put them together, colors. yeah.
1: Okay, because I was gonna say Sting had the face paint before with Ultimate Warrior when they yeah, were the just
2: not the bright crazy colors. right? Yeah, he was yeah, the surface. like
1: just black, right.
2: right? Yeah, real quick. Um, I'll be honest. Sting looks very like not 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 just comfortable. Like that's not the Sting that was coming out on Impact. I'll just say it right now. This this thing looks like he's having fun for what it's worth. I'm not saying that as a homer for AEW. I'm just right. saying from my own perspective. And I know that might not be great because there's not much storyline moving along with him so far. I get that. But, like, doing Dusty impersonations, the week before making Tony come on in and redo his thing again, his entrance, and say his name. You know, little things that you can tell when he's super comfortable. He's He goes really far out there. And he, he's done it twice now. And so maybe, I mean, I think that's a good sign. I do agree with you. Don't over Don't overuse him too, too much. You know what I mean? Unless, you know. But then here's the question. If he's not going to be wrestling matches, what do you do with him, right?
1: Well, apparently he's going
2: to be wrestling some. So I, to, I don't buy that for one freaking second. I know they've said that. I get they've said that, so we have to go off of them saying that. These are also the same people that told me wins and losses were going to matter, and they don't. So I, I don't always believe that. I think he'll do a six-man tag, an eight-man tag. Like I said, he'll get the hot tag at the end of the match, blow a comeback, get the pin. That would be great. But that's it. He ain't wrestling no singles matches. And if he does, yeah. it's going to be very quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Alfred? Uh, yeah, they're teasing something with him and Darby. I
0: mean, uh, clearly there, there's something going are. on there. I don't know if it's going to be them with a singles match. I mean, they did have Sting reference Darby in the rafters this time. And then Darby it, appeared it later. So has be a theatrical
2: so... match. It has to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I would love that. I mean, Darby Allen hasn't had a theatrical match. And I know from he said he really wants to do it. And so I want to see Sting and Darby in a kind of boneyard
2: match type. Yes. I think they can yes. absolutely do it. You know, AEW can do is very capable of that. Let me take that back. If there are those kind of matches, Sting can do those every week. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know what I think they could do well with Sting and Darby? Is that Rocky, the Rocky Five storyline, where, where Rocky starts oh. mentoring Tommy Gunn, yeah. and then Tommy Gunn starts getting pissed at you know, all the attention going to Rocky, and then yeah. eventually turns heel, and then they finally have that match at the end. I think they could do something similar. And maybe, that's, great.
2: maybe that is it, because that would take a long time to tell that story. They could buy a yeah. lot of slow burn with that.
1: But then again, Sting will be a lot older by then. He'll be 63. <laughs> so there is that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris went saying, off topic, wanted to say thank you, gentlemen, for another great year of shows. And sorry, Matt, for the AJ cookie joke on Monday. <laughs> What's the AJ cookie joke?
0: Yeah, I don't even know what he's referencing. Uh, I was uh, there. A uh,
1: cookie joke. I don't know. I don't know oh, look
0: at something with the AJ Styles and the cookie or the Christmas.
2: Uh, yeah, okay.
1: Party. So, I still haven't watched Monday's Raw. So, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe I'll catch it
2: tomorrow. AJ, uh, uh, yeah, Drew. Uh, Drew, Drew was Drew. Glenn said something slick, but I don't remember. Something ah. like that. Sorry. Good. All right. Adrian Sebastian
1: with 100 rupees saying... Uh most hyped things <laughs> three weeks back didn't mature well Sting and Kenny and Impact we got a boring Sting interview and a lame okay. storyline with Impact I mean those are good points I, I mean
2: I, I, we can't uh, okay we're being homers here if we disagree with that we gotta be honest here this is we thought this would be a lot more I thought the wrestling world was set on fire a few weeks ago yeah like I'm going oh my god it's the attitude error all over again Larissa you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> I marked huge for this three weeks ago. The
1: the impact thing has kind of been like a a fart in church. Like it's just, you
2: know. It's lost
0: steam with every passing week. I mean, you look at the two, good point. You look at the two hottest storylines then, and then when you fast forward to now, if you were to watch the show A Cold, the acclaim came off as hotter than Sting or Kenny Omega, who are just kind of shuffled off and got their little segment. But, you know, you had a lot of things that I thought were hotter than them on this show, and I don't think there's an excuse for that.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. Kenny Omega is interesting because, you know, uh, the I, week. Oh, go ahead.
2: Matt. I, I, I'm so sorry. I do like what they're doing. I watched him on Impact doing his little stuff with Don, um, the little backstage, you know, promo and whatnot. You can tell they were just like freestyling out there. Anyways, I do like his new look, his old look, essentially. I do like what they're doing with him for what it's worth. I do like heel Kenny Omega a hell of a lot better than what we had. So I don't want to, like, crap on it too much so they start changing things. they got to stay in this direction. Loved on college right. with him. I just still don't see where the payoff is for AEW. I don't see it. Oh, Matt, Tony Khan uh, got to go on AEW television and completely jabron them. You're missing it. Well, <laughs> guess what? So did probably 95% of the <laughs> WWE wrestling audience that doesn't watch that crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So this week, it's it's tough to do a fair comparison, but Impact this week was the best of, but they did one hundred thirty three thousand viewers on access and a point oh three, not a 03 a 003 in the eighteen to forty nine demo. It didn't make the cable top one hundred and fifty. Again, it's a recap show. We'll have to see. The next week's a recap yeah. show as well. We'll have to see. But it was an episode that did have Tony Khan. They had they were kind of plugging Omega, so. Um, what's kind of
0: hurt impact is that they have not gotten the chance to appear on AEW. And this is once again, hinted by Tony Khan uh, last night was saying, you're welcome to come on AEW TV. And once again, we didn't see him. So I feel like we've missed that window to where if impact guys show up next week, it's like, Oh they, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like I think it's they good. had that three weeks to show up, but now we're getting to the point where it would seem like it's. it's yeah, that was, at this point.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and we had reported back, uh, that, the two groups weren't going to be too intertwined. Uh, we did say that Kenny Omega appeared to be a one-off. Apparently, obviously, that's not the case. He's going to do a couple more. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, you're seeing it now. I don't think Impact was mentioned at all tonight, except during Don Callis, he kind of mentioned it in passing. And his contract is actually up next next month with Impact, so... Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Chris Pantaleo saying, Hey, reminds me of 60s bully like Biff from Back to the Future. A Biff character would be awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could, he could probably pull that off actually. Yeah.
1: Damn it. Thank you, Terry. Raj, your microphone's not activated. Let me know if you can hear me okay now. Yeah. It wasn't activated. That's true. Good. Jeez. Ah, tech issues. Jody Shauna Jenkins saying three things that I don't have clarity on. Kenny Omega, Retribution, and Sean Spears. Sean well,
2: Spears thing was interesting. I what she means about
1: Sean, Spe- Sean Spears, I-, I agree with everything he said tonight. Yeah, I mean they we we'll, oh, and we'll get to that. Here, let's start let's start running through this. So uh up next we had the Jurassic Express versus the Dark Order, uh Jungle Boy Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt versus Five and Ten and Colt Cabana. As you would guess, the Jurassic Express. Get the win. Um I, I pointed this out on Twitter. I think, you know, JR keeps calling Jungle Boy uh Jungle Jack Jungle Boy Jack Perry or Jungle yeah. Jack Perry. And I think that sounds way better than Jungle Boy. Right. I agree with J.R. on that. It sounds more like a, a main event wrestler name than
2: Jungle
3: Boy. Yeah.
2: It it is, and when he matures into more of a man, it's gonna be weird to be we calling him Jungle Boy, right? Kind of like HBK yeah. Sean, you know what I mean? It's like heartbreak kid. They stopped calling him that. That's why they started calling him HBK. But real quick, uh I think the 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 ire that JR draws from the fans is that he's not doing it on purpose, bro. He's doing it because he keeps forgetting the freaking kid's name. I th- like that's the way it comes across sometimes. At least in the beginning, you got to admit. Yeah. They might like be doing that burnt, because like,
0: he has Luke Perry's son. Maybe they just want the Perry name out there so that
2: there is something they're going to reach out on Which makes sense. I, I I like that he calls him that. I'm being honest. But yeah. at first, he wasn't doing it to do anybody favors. Right. He was doing it because he didn't know who the hell the kid was and kept butchering <laughs> his name. Yeah.
1: Uh, guys in the and chat, like let me know if my audio sounds, sounds right. Sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Man, uh, uh, back to that Ricky Stark thing. Taz, <laughs> take offense to... Something we had tweeted out about Ricky Starks, uh, his look with the sunglasses and the necklace. We had tweeted yeah. out a picture of The Rock in 1999. <laughs> We're kind of wearing the same thing, and uh,
2: that didn't
0: like that because I, I saw that tweet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. My Twitter is the worst. But uh, <laughs> tell me what I missed. I uh, so, tell me what I missed.
1: So we, we tweeted out this picture. I mean, The Rock in 1999, it's this picture. It, the same necklace, similar sunglasses, you know, this shirt. And, uh, you know, he just tweeted out this what picture a- of Rock from '99. And so Taz wrote. What did Taz do? Why can't Ricky Starks be the first Ricky Starks? He is so effing good on the mic and in ring. Please don't put him in a box of, he reminds me me of that guy garbage like some fans do. Because he has fashion sense with looks, it's weak IMO, in my opinion. Wow. Okay,
0: See, so this is the thing... To
2: have his opinion.
0: Yeah, of course. And this is the thing about, and this has happened a lot throughout pandemic wrestling, is that there's these taped shows, so sometimes people will be tweeting something, and the wrestlers are right there watching it because <laughs> you get pulled up on, you know? Well, then. The wrestlers are watching it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah
1: and this wasn't a knock on Starks if anything that's as big of a compliment as you can get like saying that you remind you know someone of the rock that's not a that's not a that's not a, a knock
2: and that's huge no it's not no. no it's not and I'll still say it right now I don't think he fits your group brother I do not he's not somebody beating people asses i don't believe he can beat anybody up in a fight the rest of your group hell yes i do <laughs> <It's Cage. laughs> dude, they yeah those monsters definitely yeah. cage but dude they keep having to do do the debo gimmick on uh um, on all these other dudes uh, um uh not podcasts but but youtube uh, power shows hop. oh. powerhouse hops yeah, and You guys have got to see – I know you don't like watching these other shows, but the Guevara show and whatnot. Watch it because he does it so well. And if that's where they go with him, it's money. He does it so well. And I like the fact last week on Impact he took a step towards staying. Like, what? And, yeah. and I was like, wow. I wasn't expecting that. How to get that. held back. I, I, I like it. I like, like – so, like, when I see Ricky Starks in there and, like, he's, like – when he comes out with them, he looks like their little brother or, or out of place – I'm just being honest. And he's, a, he's a pretty boy. Taz ain't hanging out with no pretty boys. Are you kidding me? He's Taz. Red hook. Um, <laughs> and same with the other two badasses walking out with him. They fit. They're going to beat somebody's ass in a dark alley. No question. Ricky Starks, I'm not saying it's a knockout. I'm saying it doesn't fit the shtick, in my opinion. But all Right. <laughs> to your point, Matt,
0: uh, there was one point where Ricky Starks, like, Taz called them all wolves. And Ricky Starks just started barking, and like Will Hobbs just kind of pulled him back like he was scrappy dude. He's just like, "Okay, just hold on, man, stop barking." So it kind of seemed like awkward <laughs> in terms of Ricky Starks reacting that yeah. way.: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, yeah, man. And he's super t- by himself, though, Ricky Starks is a star by himself, and doing something different that plays up to, like I said, pretty boy, good-looking dude, shredded, and is really good in the ring, obviously. Yeah.
1: I was <laughs> it's not like Wrestling Inc. was comparing Ricky to Otis. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> uh, after the match, Tony Schiavone interviewed the Jurassic Express, and uh, he talked about the rise in the rankings. Before Marco Stunt can get a sentence in, uh, you see a backstage promo with FTR and Tully Blanchard. Blanchard uh, talked about FTR being the tag team of the year. He called Jurassic Express the Jurassic Park. And uh, called him out for a match on January 6th. He said uh, dinosaurs aren't going to take him down. And he said that uh, Marco Stunt, if he tries to get involved, uh, will have a flashback to the 80s. And Marco Stunt, for some reason, just got all worked up over that line, which seemed so forced. Um, You know, I I think Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, I think there's tons of potential there. Marco Stunt, he just came across as uh, a baby. Like a, you know, like a a child throwing a tantrum. It just, I don't know. I think he brings them down a little I, bit sometimes.
2: Yes, he definitely does. Of
0: course he does. I had to go back and like listen to what the line was. Because I heard him say, B- bring it back to the 80s. And then when I saw Marco's reaction, I was like, wait, what? Did he say something else? What did he say that deserves that reaction? Right, and all yeah. he said was "You're going to take it back to the 80s. Like, right. I was so confused.
1: Like, if yeah, he said, it really take it back way. to the 80s when I banged your mother, then that's yeah, one thing. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering, like, <laughs> right. is there some
0: story that we don't know about? Like, why is he getting so mad?
1: Right. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh So, next we had Alex Marbez trying to interview Don Callis and Kenny Omega at the hotel. Um, Omega basically just ripping Ray Phoenix, saying he's choked whenever he had an opportunity. Uh, he threatened to put Phoenix out for good and asked if Callis would rehire... Uh, phoenix if you know once he was done with them callus didn't seem like he he was keen on that and that was about it it was just uh omega you know ripping phoenix the one thing the one thing i didn't like about this segment and i know size doesn't always matter and everything like that but right. omega was the smallest right. guy in this segment like alex marvez is bigger than him or at least taller and same don callus of course so callus
2: yeah, I, they need to do what the old school shit, man. The problem is, is Don Callis comes to the ring with him, so all mm. that's revealed, unfortunately, that he's taller. But like Marvez, I'm sorry, brother, do the split, do the split leg, hold the mic, Um yeah. get yourself smaller. You know, I'm I'm serious. I, I yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah.
0: And I, I mean, I actually like this promo from Kenny Omega. It was a really good promo in terms yeah. of what yeah. he was saying about Ray Phoenix. It was. At one point, he said, "You get hurt, I get titles." So I just really thought it was good. I just thought it made him look so minor league where it's like we cut to a world champion outside of the building in the dark with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see the world champion if they're going to cut a promo, get their music, and he comes off like such a superstar that when you see those superstar entrances week after week, on a show where he's just outside okay. cutting a kind of a backstage promo, it sticks out like a store of thumb. Like, what's Kenny Omega doing just cutting a promo in a throwaway segment as opposed to getting the fanfare that I think he deserves as a world champion?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And I agree. I thought, I thought it was a good promo. Omega coming, coming across as, you know, he's a heel. Really unlikable. Yeah. You want to see him get his ass kicked. And that, I thought that was really effective. He's still,
2: he's still, he still struggles a little bit in his mm-hmm. verbiage when you listen to him talk with how, and not just how he pronounces words, but his voice inflection is still incorrect from time to time on words that you're supposed to be using to drive home your point or to be super aggressive with. Like he was talking about. Fucking him up, and 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 and, and I, I I didn't I don't know because this yeah. is one of his better promos, so I don't want to crap on it too much because it was a good promo for him. He still continues to work on his voice inflections. That's all.
1: Yeah, and the one thing I did not like about the promo is it didn't do anything to make me more excited about the match. And usually, that's what a good promo. The does. Ma-
2: but I'm I, for what it's. You're right. But for what it's worth, that match for me, yes. As a bell-to-bell mark, I, I, like, this exactly. match is going to be awesome. Yeah, like we're that. already
1: excited for it, but the promo already, didn't add to yeah, it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right, yeah,
1: yeah. It didn't add to it. Yeah. Uh, next we have Pac versus The Butcher. Uh, I, I mean, again, I think every um, – this was one of those shows, again, it's a holiday week. They're not bringing out the big guns. I think every match on this show was pretty predictable uh, on who's going to win. And here, you, I'm sure everyone predicted that Pac was going to win, and he did. Uh, butcher, I think he's growing on me. Like, I kind of, I, I, I wish they would do more of those promos where they were in the butcher shop, and they he were, was. like, chopping up meat.
2: So, listen, small story. He was growing on me until I was, going, like, going into, like, YouTube rabbit holes, and Jim Cornette's, like, podcast came up where they were listening to, what's the videos people do? Uh, what are they called? Undertaker's TikTok? been doing it. You get paid to TikTok. have somebody say "Happy Birthday" to oh, you. TikTok, TikTok. No, no, no. You pay. You no. You pay somebody oh, to say "Happy Birthday" to you. Oh, yeah. Cameo. 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 So, dude, there we there. You can hear his cameo, the butcher, and dude, he did everything to talk about how he's not like a professional wrestler. He's just an average Joe. Um, don't call him butcher. It, it, it was just like, dude, like. Okay, we can be humble as wrestlers in real life. I get that, but brother, they're paying money to see the butcher. Right. They he shoot. should be chopping meat uh, during, during doing this. Yeah. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. I love it. And it was, and it was just so mild mannered. Like, if, 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 I could just hear it. And yeah. because I could just hear it, my dad like, does not sound like walrus. Well, I'm sorry, walrus mustache having beef trying to chew and chop butcher.
3: <laughs> yeah
2: i I actually
0: gone the opposite way he, he's used good to be in the rain. huge yeah, I used to love the butcher like and, but I mean in recent weeks, I just feel like they keep tinkering with him, like he's switching his gear up constantly, like right now he's got this new gear where it looks like a matador yes. he's wearing like capris and stuff like that, and he used to look like just like an old school badass heel when he's yeah, there should be style. like
1: blood stains on it from yeah, the Butcher yeah. shop and.
0: I mean, he, I mean, he used to look yes. great, but uh, I've just yes. kind of gotten lukewarm on him recently. And I'll tell you, my problem with this match was that Eddie Kingston and Tony Schiavone are insanely entertaining on commentary because they just do this bit where they just way hate each other and they're going back and forth. And yes, they were way too entertaining because that's all I cared about. Like eventually, and this is a pop Same match, there. this is one of the best Same in the there. world. Eventually, I was, that, that completely but, overtook my interest where I was popping for everything that was going on on commentary. Too. I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in this match.
1: Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. There was one time when Tony Schiavone shut up Eddie Kingston. He was like, "Let me, let me, let me promote next week's show." You know, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> but other than that, I, I thought this was uh, it. Was still it was still a good match. And uh, Pac with the win after the match. To be
2: fair, to, to go ahead, after the match, go ahead and say that. Sorry.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, Archer uh, Lance Archer came out at the end and him and Kingston were drawing back and forth, and then later Lance Archer came in the ring, and him and Pac were face-to-face. Um, so, that was about it.
2: So, real quick, when they when they have to do the IDs and whatnot, even though that this is a taped show, right? Mm-hmm. You get that sent to you in the headset, and so there's nobody on this planet that can shout Eddie Kingston up. Ever. In any environment is my belief, because I think he's... Ruthless on the yeah. like. um, So, my only theory on that, because I got that too, Raj, uh, that vibe. I was like, huh, why is he not gotten them right now? And, and my only thing I could come up with as an excuse is that <laughs> he's not on there enough to know when those get sent to you. And you're generally supposed to lay out and shut the fuck up why they quickly try to plug it. And as a wrestler, you want the announcer to quickly plug it to get back to talking about the damn match. Because your boys are in the ring busting their ass, your right. other other wrestlers. The thing that drives us nuts about wrestlers is when the announcers are plugging other angles, or worse, plugging like upcoming house shows and TV events while you're out there busting your ass. It's not even a rest hole that the person's in when they're doing it. It's like in the middle of like a high spot and stuff or a comeback. Yeah. I used to get, I used to hate that. I just think it was very disrespectful. It's like tell my story. That's what you're out there to do, jerk. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> right. Um, nah, that makes sense um, so anyway next, next we had a backstage segment with Jade Cargill uh, saying that uh, she congratulated Brandy Rhodes for being a, a fellow mother uh, commenting on the recent pregnancy news and saying she wants them to find a uh, an opponent worth her time now I think it's probably time for Jade to get some wins so we can see her win some matches. Yes.
2: On Dynamite.
1: Yes, on Dynamite, not on Dark.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so now listen. We've got to stop being careful now because I agree with what you guys have said, for, for the record. I want to see her get some stacked up, match, uh, stacked up wins on, on Dynamite. I want to see those two tag teams get stacked up, you know, get built up on Dynamite as well. But guys, when you start doing that, you start losing time off the show, and eventually, we're not going to see some of the stars that we like to see. So, like, that's this is why they desperately need another show. Yeah, here's the one.
1: uh, Here's the one problem. If they do another show, it has to be taped separately because once you're the tape show, you're automatically the B show. Like, if they tape it after Dynamite, once we're back to regular crowds and everything, it's automatically the B show. And it's like you almost have to
2: have a separate tape. How do you... you, But but to be... You're you're right. That is what it would feel like. But if we're just coming out of COVID, right? Fans aren't really allowed back in the arena, full capacity at least yet. Um, To save money, you know what I mean? If they do do that, like, what do you do? Because you give a nail into... One nail into the coffin already by Mm. doing the tape show, like you said. But... Do you have the funds? I don't know. This guy's a billionaire, supposedly, so maybe I'm wrong. He can just throw money they're around gonna like have. A,
0: I mean, to, I'm pretty sure they're going to have the means to do a that. I, like, yeah. Because they're definitely going to have another show, I, I think, in 2021. I don't know if that's going to get delayed because of COVID or whatnot. Uh, but, you know, I definitely agree that it shouldn't be taped on the same show. Also, because the crowd's only going to be so hot if you're doing right. multiple shows in one taping and trying to get it all done in one shot. Yes. You want a fresh crowd for that second so show true. so it can feel like its own thing.
1: Yeah. And it should have a different look, too. You yeah. don't want to, you know... I mean, WCW, they tried it with Thunder. Um, and uh, they never got there with it. Thunder was always the B show. Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown, until they went to Fox, was always the B show. And, like, to have two A shows, that's, that's always a challenge.
0: Word on the street is this show is going to be called Elevation. So what if they just put, like, a wrestling ring, like, on top of, like, a huge, tall hotel building, like they do in those four countries... <laughs> like when they play tennis on top of those super tall thousand foot skyscrapers and they uh, in the sky.
1: All right. You just do it in Colorado at the top of a ski lift. There you go. There you go. And we definitely. got Dr. Childers saying, <laughs> I agree with the whole butcher cameo thing, but never listen to Cornette. He's a full on hater of the modern day product. <laughs> I agree. With, look, he's he brings he's, up good points as well.
2: He's definitely not a fan. Right. Rings, what we talked about with ring psychology is, is very true, but by the same token, you're correct. He's definitely not a fan of the modern
1: day wrestling. Yes, yeah, you got to take Whereas it with a grain of salt.
2: I grew up under, and I grew up under Jimmy with my training and tutelage. But and so I grew up really liking old school wrestling, telling a story, heel working a body part. But then I became a wrestler. More and more and more years went by, and I started to see the transition of wrestling and the athleticism. So as an athlete is why I mark out huge nowadays and watching AEW and whatnot because of the athletic stuff that they're able to pull off. Now, what I like to see it all be switched into one? Great ring psychology, working a body part, and that athleticism? Yes. But by the same token, I'm not going to be a veteran that sits back because it's not my era anymore. And shit on it. Instead, I'm going to try to you know, offer my suggestions here and there, but at the same time, cheerlead them right
1: I mean I, there are points that Jim Cornette makes that are very valid um, but at the same time he yes, of he almost discredits so much of it because he's so yeah. anti you know yeah. that
2: it's almost hard to listen there's to him because he makes so there's a lot of good points he'll make that just gets tuned out right. unfortunately because everything is generally very negative right but I'll be honest I listen to him like he's right I'm sorry mm-hmm. you might not like how to deliver the message but he's right on this um yeah. And, uh, and and how wrestling today, he's one of the very first ones I heard about the, you know, guys all getting outside the ring together and waiting for somebody to do the stupid dive right on top of them. Right, like, they right. don't even fight anymore when they're outside, like, fighting. Right, they're just they standing there. Like- they literally just stand next to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, uh, the element of suspension of disbelief is is getting lazy. Right. Uh, of making fans suspend their disbelief, Right. Yeah. But at the same token, what he what I disagree with him on, the cat's been out of the bag for so long now that something has got to change in this business. I don't know what that is. I still think we haven't seen it yet.
3: Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean that, There's still
2: something that's out there we haven't seen yet that will be the next um I don't want to say attitude error, but like when WWE started do and WCW started using real names and going in that real-ish right. shoot brother type of a, right. A direction, right? And then before right. that, it was a huge, over-the-top, jacked-up wrestlers that were like these larger-than-life comic book heroes and villains. Right. Every generation had its own thing. Right. Um, I still waiting to see, besides athleticism, what's yeah. this one's.
1: Yeah. Just athleticism and in-ring work has a very limited audience. And, and once you can get the story and the characters, like with any movie, you know, uh, you you don't go to a movie just for a bunch of fight scenes with characters you don't care about. I mean, or you know, the movies that do that, it's they're not huge. It's superhero movies, you know, where a you care question. about.
2: Let me me piggyback on that, because that's actually a really good point. You just clicked that in my head. That makes perfect sense. When you go see these, you're right. You go to a movie, like, I heard the fight scene's amazing. Right, like Creed. The 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 fight fight scene at the
1: end is great in Creed. You don't go to Creed for the fight scene.
2: (laughs) That's not why you go. You go because you want to hear what's going on with Creed's son. Is is he going to win? Is he going to win the title? Is he going to completely get embarrassed? Who's his opponent? Holy crap, I heard this huge monster
1: and oh, rocky and he's and apollo's
2: son about it
3: yeah
2: i mean we know yeah. these backstories therefore we're emotionally invested in them going into it right. And there's something to be said you're right for that yep
0: 100 if you if you even for look Roswell at people. wwe and when they were actually doing relatively well because their ratings have been terrible all year but when right. they had their higher point of ratings it was when the most drama was happening it was at right. the intersection of roman reigns during the tribal chief thing Seth Rollins and the Mysterio family, which say what you want to say, but that was a lot of drama that people connected to. And then Bailey and Sasha Banks' breakup, when they were doing all the yeah. storytelling, that's when the ratings were highest. Bailey and Sasha Banks kicking off SmackDown did its highest number, I believe, all year or yeah. quarter. Because that was parsed, and these two were best friends for months, exactly. if not years. And then yeah. now they're blowing that up. So yeah. it's the drama that's always going to capture these
1: exactly. people. Exactly. They're not tuning in to hoping that you get a good match. You're, you're tuning no. in because
2: who's wrestling each other? Exactly. And here's the misperception: younger fans today will make the mistake of saying, "Well, of course it's Bailey versus Sasha. Those two are the best of the best in the ring." No. Well, why? Well, yes, they are. But right. no, that's not why people are tuning in. People are tuning right. in because we know everything there is to know about both. That's right. why. Yeah.
1: Exactly, uh, and we uh, so we just launched on Twitch and uh, Cory Dan the Fourth saying watching live on Twitch, good show, guys. Been following Wrestling Inc for three years now. Thank you so much. Wow, cool. and, and yeah, follow us on Twitch Twitch TV slash Wrestling Inc, and uh, the podcast are airing live. Is that, airing... like? is that a... that's is the that Twitch a logo? Logo is that
2: what that is? The, uh,
1: this little thing here, the little pause sign or electrical outlet. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. Uh, disgruntled York, Justin Lopez I love disgruntled New York Jets because I'm a disgruntled Broncos fan AEW <laughs> did copyright the name Elevation that might be the name of the second show and yes that's what it appears like it will be uh, Jack Callens our good friend saying here's some Christmas chat money to the pod Merry Christmas Time for Bed, much love from my family to all of yours and same here
0: way to run so it in Time dear- for Bed, we still gotta
1: work
2: <laughs> yeah really come on come on Jax thank you Jax thank
1: you brother I'll be right back and Bobby Burns is going to take wrestling into the next stratosphere oh man Matt Matt missed the burn he I missed he was his... waiting
0: for Matt to leave and then he
1: <laughs> Bobby Burns is going to take wrestling into the next stratosphere Morgan get ready ya mark alright <laughs> Alright, so uh, so up next we had Dustin Rhodes beating Evil Uno, I don't think we need oh wait, up next we had Shabani with Kip and P- Penelope Ford and Miro uh, they announced uh, so they showed some backstage footage of them basically beating up their best friends and sending them out on an ambulance and they announced that they're going to have a beach wedding February 3rd at beach break uh, they're not using Bash at the Beach uh, because now WWE got that trademark back. It's called Beach Break now, February 3rd, and that's where the wedding is going to be.
0: That should be interesting. I was very surprised that it wasn't January 6th because that was the date that we just kept hearing, so I just automatically assumed it would be. But, I mean, this is a storyline that's been built and built and built and built, and now we're going to get another month of it, and they haven't had one match, I I believe, in terms of this storyline paying off. So, I mean, whatever they have planned for the wedding, hopefully it's really good because they've put a lot of time into the storytelling aspect of this feud.
1: Yeah. Uh, Matt, we were talking about Miro and the wedding date. Um, can you hear us, Matt? Dude, nobody cares about right.
2: the... Yes, can you not hear me? <laughs> I, can hear you. I can hear you. Well, there's still a huge drawback because you laughed like three seconds after I said my sentence. So,
1: are you sure? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can hear you. I, I, okay. I, can, I feel uh, like I can hear you
2: fine. All right. So real quick, um, the wedding stuff is so corny. I don't nobody cares about Kip. No offense, Kip. You're good in the ring. No it's no disrespect to him. He's playing a character he's pay, that they're they're writing for him, right? It's not his fault. But it's boring as hell. I don't care about it. I care more about Penelope Ford. She needs to dump him and become a singles superstar like tomorrow. Um, she has everything it takes and he is holding her back big time. And he's also Killing Miro. However, with that said, I felt tonight was a great step in the positive direction of Miro looking like a freaking monster.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they've been wasting Miro too. Like he's he's just they this. They have been. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's in a freaking. Can we even call it a mid card act? No, it's a lower he, card act.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he, you totally forget his stuff by the time the show's over. It's not one of the things that sticks Tony. with you. you know. uh, another Twitch user, Skibo, thank you, saying Spears' uh, segment was great, but Tony shouldn't have interrupted it. It was. I, I, I think that was the point was for yeah. Tony to get under did, his skin.
2: Did you guys get
1: to Spears yet? You already did. Did we, did we miss no, that? No, we haven't
0: gotten. No, no, we haven't gotten to it yet. Uh. I don't think we've missed it. It, it uh. happened later on in the show.
1: Okay, so real quick, Dustin Rose beat Evil. You know, just got to say this about Dustin Rose. He looks fantastic. Yeah, I he mean, does. Jesus, I, when I started watching wrestling, I saw his first match, you know, with T- Ted DiBiase in WWF. I know he had a couple before that, but that was like 1990. And here we are, 30 years later, and he still looks great. It's nuts. He does. Uh, he really does. Yeah, so after the match. Uh, Shivani, that's where we had the, the backstage segment of Sean Spears. Spears was saying he's more talented than anyone in the world and says his confidence is still high even if the three letters change, basically saying uh, he's not getting opportunities in AEW like and he's WWE.
2: He's not. He's not. He stuff. Th- coal stuff. Mine, coal Miner's glove is corny as hell. All yeah. that stuff. Corny as hell.
1: he'll well, be, this is one of those things be. when you – yeah, and, and they never really sold it on dynamite. It was like on dark and again, if you're not doing it on dynamite, yeah. people don't know, don't see it.
2: But but here's the gauge, okay? When he first came out to AEW, if you remember with the fans still there, he had one of the biggest pops. Mm-hmm. That is the company's job from that moment on. Keep that momentum. Create that pop every single time with how they write for him. And the talent's job, to be fair as well. But he's He's not the talent to mess that up. He is good. He's good on the mic. His sit-down interviews that he was doing with JR back at first, if you remember, those were freaking money, too. He's a good heel. Um, He's awesome in the ring. He's not just a good hand. I think he's a star. He's bigger than everybody as well. He looks like a real athlete that can kick your ass in a real fight as well, which I like out of my wrestlers, right? I like some believability. And um, I just think they've done him wrong. I, I really do. They've written some terrible crap for him.
1: Married to Peyton
2: like Royce. Him. He's doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but, but really, Alfred, he's right in what he said tonight. I agree with every word he said tonight. Oh, was, 100%. Uh,
0: yeah. This is Sean Spears playing Sean Spears. Like, I really like how real the yeah. character felt. It's a complete departure from that glove gimmick because that's an old wrestling gimmick that doesn't have any character development behind it. What he did tonight <laughs> was like, you really sat down and saw a guy as an individual who is a professional wrestler who takes pride in his work, who has all the tools to be a star. Everything he said was right. And I like the self-awareness of the segment in that they had Tony bring up the valid point that Matt brought up. Hey, what if it's you? What if it's the talent? Don't you have some accountability? And like a heel, he didn't take the accountability. He said, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge that point, but no, no, you guys are supposed to make me a, a star. And I just like everything about this. Yep. So if they, the thing is consistency, right? He came back. He was hot, but then, they, you know, he wasn't on TV every week. So if he could just be on TV every week developing a character like this, I remember they did this news gimmick with him, and he did a really good job on that. Sean Spears is a talented guy; he has is... every really to be. Yes. they just they need to keep using him. Um, and you listen, I don't want to blame the company; it is partly his fault. Uh, you know, right. but like I would like to see him get an opportunity for at least five weeks doing this character.
1: Yes, and that that's the big thing, is you see a lot of these guys, because they have so much talent in AEW right now, where Powerhouse Hobbs is a perfect example, all these guys, Brian Cage, where you see them getting some momentum, and then they're off, kind of off a TV or just in the background for a few weeks. And, and it's hard to sustain well, that Jurassic momentum. Look at Jurassic
2: Express. Yeah. G- Jurassic right. Express couldn't get on TV in, like, months. Yeah.
1: So... Um, Ethan Kaufman saying, what new Year's show is better on paper? I say NXT.
2: NXT.
1: I think NXT.
0: Yeah. And they're really doing a good job building that. I like some of the stuff we'll get into it, but some of the stuff they did tonight was really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So let me (laughs) already, let me, uh, kind of finish this real quick. Uh, Hikaru Shida beat Alex Garcia after the match. Uh, uh, Abaddon was in the crowd with everyone else, and Hikarshi to beat the crap out of her. Uh, or I guess it was during the match. And so that match was announced. Um, so they're going to do that match. I, I, I'm forgetting if it's next week or the week after. I'll double check.
2: Just uh, for the sheer fact that we still have to cover NXT, alright? And I, I actually want to celebrate Christmas this year. Um, <laughs> we'll go back. <laughs> I, I, trust me, fans. I want to tear this apart on how a monster was just hanging out in the audience, no big deal. What are the fans?
1: And she didn't look flattering after she was taken out, like just laying there for, like, <laughs> you know,
2: was like a lot. <laughs> I didn't know that. I couldn't believe my
0: eyes. She was, like, laid out for, like, five minutes.
1: Right. At least set her on fire. Isn't that what we do now?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how we get rid of monsters.
1: <laughs> and then finally they made a bet The Young Bucks beat the acclaimed. A good, fun match, uh, exactly what you would expect. At the end, Caster, he ate a super kick, and the BTE trigger, and the Young Bucks won. So, uh, good, fun match. You know what? And I thought yeah, the yeah, Acclaimed really looked like match. stars. Me they too. They looked like I they really, belonged.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's the one thing, and I'm not even saying they're bad wrestlers or whatnot, but that's one of the areas that they're going to need to kind of level up on if they want to be main event stars. And yeah, of course, they're going to have to have the Young Bucks lead them, but I thought they looked amazing in that match.
1: If they I got, were to they're think they're of good. like talent on the show that WWE would want, I I, I could see the acclaim being at the top of, this, of course because they yeah, got they charisma. Have
2: mu- they have muscles too. PS, They yeah. go to the gym, they work out, they yeah. do that. They look They're um, Not uh, scrawny little wimps. Um, also, um, I think I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Bucks, I don't like the v, uh What do you call it? the BTE trigger as a finisher? Why are they playing off of Kenny Omega's? finisher. I, I still don't like because' part of being the elite I don't care bang for your buck to me was the coolest finish I, I still think it is uh more bang for your buck where it's a it's a double you know what I'm talking about you've seen him do that where, mm-hmm. where yeah. it finishes with uh, sure, yeah yeah more, it's, a,
0: it's a really good I will say that's the B, BTE trigger is a lot more believable as something that'll knock you out. And when you watch more bang for your buck, it's a lot of choreography, and you know what I mean. It's pretty. Which is a fun finisher to it is watch. Pretty. But to see two guys knee
2: you in the face, it's like, oh man, they messed yeah. that guy up. That's gonna knock your ass out. But you don't have a problem with your world champion using that as his finisher. And right. And they're the kind of using name? the same move. Right. Right. The same right. name. That. that yeah. is I don't know. I, I like their. I love their athleticism. The Bucks. That's why I've always marked for them. Because they're always innovators on double team tandem offense, and that's why I like the other younger tag team because they do it too. What, what? What? Come on, I'm Scott. I'm getting old. What? What's the two young guys that kicked off the Top show? Top flight. Top flight. Top flight does it too. I love their tandem yeah. offense. Yeah, yeah. Me too. So yeah, overall a
1: fun show. But this was also one where if you missed it, you did, you you can miss it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alfred, you want to run through NXT? Yeah, let's get into NXT
0: it, so we can drive? celebrate some Christmas. Yeah, I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out of the car then, man. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get right into Lorkin and Birch versus Dane and Maverick. I will tell you this match fell apart. Uh, I liked where they were going and the stuff they had planned. But around the time that Dane made his comeback, he does a belly-to-belly uh, to Danny Birch, Almost lands on his neck. Like, almost breaks his guy's neck. Very scary spot. Uh, and then yeah. he gets to the apron. Uh, they bump him, and this is a street fight. So they set up the tables. There's a brawl at first. The baby faces, uh, Dane and Maverick are wearing jeans, and uh, they have two tables set up. The big spot was supposed to be Dane going to the tables. He overshoots the tables, hits one of them barely. It looks like the least painful spot. Neither the tables break. Uh, the plants in the NXT audience were even booing, and he had to sell this for like five minutes. Uh, Drake gets whipped with a uh, strap, he gets beaten up with a uh, cricket bat and they hit their double-team finisher on him and win the match. This was really kind of an ugly match. Uh, I, it was. You know, the
2: guys are very talented, but I really did not enjoy this match. No. My, my question is this. How, how do you think that happened? How was it possible that he missed?
0: Yeah, you I mean, sometimes you do see that, but it, it's kind of an easy bump. It's a lot harder. They hit that ladder spot a lot, but from the apron to the tables, you would think would be an easier bump, but I think he just jumped it too is. far. He definitely overshot one of the tables, and then when he did it, it wasn't even like he hit the table and laid it on his head so it looked painful. It was like he laid down on the table and then fell off of the table. And he's this big monster. And it really
3: exposed. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. It, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I got to say, when I was watching this, I was thinking just like Oni Lurkin and, and Birch, uh, Danny Birch, and uh. Uh, and, and Killian Dane, these guys should stay in NXT because they won't. They're not they're not going to make it on the main roster.
2: Like they're good no, and in uh, NXT, uh, uh, and they are for little, small segments. I don't like them on my TV every week. No offense to them. I, I hate saying that because I feel like when I say that, I am crapping on talent that is working really hard. They're trying to live their yeah. dream, right? And I hear I am crapped. I hate that. I don't like doing it. But yeah. they're boring to me. Yeah,
1: they're good in the ring. <laughs> Drake Maverick, I always feel like we could find something for him Drake because he is so entertaining. Is he's entertaining.
2: So entertaining. So underutilized, in my opinion. You should, I can watch him now. We're talking about him by himself. I can watch him every segment. I think he's the funniest man.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah real quick, uh, uh, Hojo Togi Balinski saying, Abaddon bit Sheeta. Didn't we have that happen last year? Did she bit Oh, I must yes, have missed that. Yes.
2: Yes. No. He yes, He's correct. Oh, I didn't. Absolutely. I totally missed that. Oh, no, no, yeah, Yeah. Abaddon did bite her
0: tonight. I was wondering about last year, but, yeah, she did bite her, and I guess they had the blood effect, so that was kind of a crazy-looking gimmick. Oh,
1: geez. uh, uh,
2: Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Uh, Abaddon was in the audience. I just want to repeat that, okay?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah. Okay, so we go to a Gargano Christmas. These are segments that are happening throughout. Uh, we've got the Gargano figure on top of the Christmas tree. Uh, we have <laughs> this some gifts actual. that are giving away. This was very funny. WWE, when it comes to their guns, <laughs> they're either terrible or they're actually pretty clever. And this is pretty clever because he gave Austin Theory, who's just looking jacked. He's wearing a sleeveless sweater. Just looking he looks huge. huge. Big. We were he talking last week, me and Raj, about how gigantic he looks since coming back. And so he got... Uh, you know, they're the way. So he got the protein way shake. So it's a protein shake uh, that he's just drinking on. Uh, and they made a reference to No Way Jose, which Johnny Gargano got hot about. So do not ever mention that name in this house. That was kind of weird. And the footage is shot on this like camcorder type of like Christmas morning camcorder footage with mm-hmm. the recording on the corner. It was really, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh,
2: it was kind of a fun segment a lot of they. this is they've won me over these guys um yeah i wanted nothing to do with him as a heel I, I thought it was unbelievable he'll never be considered a heel how could he he's david you know everybody else is goliath this won't make sense he's done a great job with this i'm sorry he's done so well he's getting austin theory over now yeah yeah i'm, I'm dead serious like johnny's doing a great job we gotta give him props Gargano, and he was the, the star in
1: these segments. He came across, I mean, he was he was great.
2: Excellent. And really I just love the homing
0: good. feel of they've got the framed picture of all four of them in the house. It's just everything about this uh, gimmick is just clicking.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Finn was... Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Is that the
1: real house or is that, do you think they
0: You know what, I think it might be. It looks I like imagine. a bunch house and they use the same house every single time. It might just be them shooting segments at home. Yeah. I, I think it might be uh we should ask well, we
1: just interviewed him a couple weeks ago we should ask him but, yeah. yeah
0: yeah i'd love to <laughs> answer
3: <laughs>
0: ask him where the address is like okay so where is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. finn balor kyle o'reilly they're watching film of their match i really love i wish wrestling did more stuff like this to where they're just watching film yeah. of the match they're going over the big spots that happened they're talking about them like like really what they would do if you ever watch that show i think it's called wwe uh, break it down where they're just watching their matches they're doing that uh, for the camera, and at one point, they really get into Finn Balor's jaw being broken. So I like the line that they're using when they said, Finn Balor said, nobody even remembers who won this match. You just remember that my jaw is broken. So now you kind of wipe out the fact that Kyle O'Reilly lost, and this is the story. Kyle O'Reilly said, last time I shattered your jaw, this time I'll shatter your legacy.
2: Dude, I, 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 I agree with you. They need to do more like this. They really do. They also did that. Remember that match I wouldn't shut up about, Rise? The WWE UK match that I sent you and yeah. Glenn to watch? Yes. They did a thing on, network, on the network where they had all the other WWE stars watching it and getting their reaction to it. There's something to be said for something like that as well. And it's real stuff that they do on NBA as well. It's, it's, it's You watch game film. You get to watch the stars watch game film, if you will, and give their feedback on it. And it adds so much more legitimacy to it. It makes it feel like a real sport. It does. I, I like. It. Mm. I like tonight. I like what they did tonight with this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I feel like whenever they do like a sports build-up for matches, it's usually huge. They did it. I remember yes. for The Rock and Brock Lesnar, they did it way back in the day. Yeah, and it oh, was the awesome. Videos, yeah. yeah. The videos were awesome. It was awesome. Brock,
2: those were the first clips that we started seeing of Brock running around with freaking logs on it in his. the so, Roy- right? oh, Yeah. 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 It was, I mean,
1: and, and, and that that pay per view did so well. I I wish they would do that more because it works. Sometimes it, when you throw in stupid storylines, like uh, I always think of Vince McMahon and Bret Hart. Once Vince hit Bret with a car, and then all that stuff happened, it just diluted <laughs> that whole thing.
3: Yeah,
0: when
1: you already had the built-in storyline, you didn't need. To, you could just have them rewatching Montreal, you know, and the screw job, and giving their their take on it. But instead, you had Vince hitting him with the car.
2: (laughs) Could you imagine if they did that? Like, they went through, I mean, like, all the towns that were supposed to be really pissed at Vince for doing that. Yeah. And they Uh, give him the real shoot, like, opinion on it. Like, oh my God. Yes. That probably would (laughs) be amazing. 16. Right. Yeah, they really screwed
0: that up. And that pay per view, you know, you're talking about how well SummerSlam did. Uh, WrestleMania yeah. with Bret Hart and Vince, one of the worst WrestleManias that they ever had, right. you know, in terms of drawing. Yeah. Uh, they went to Malcolm Bivens and Tyler Rust are backstage. Malcolm Bivens is awesome, oh, but he has this line gonna... where he says, Tyler Rust is a diamond in the rust, which seems like what they're going to say, mm-hmm. and I don't like. I'm a big fan of Tyler Rust, as you know, I saw him last week. It was Love at First Night. I think this guy is amazing. Right. But right. Diamond in the Rust was just. This is one of those puns that are terrible
2: for WWE. Wait, explain it. Dummy it down more for me. What do you mean? Like did I they miss just it? Did,
0: it's like Diamond, Diamond in the, the Rust, But his name is Rust. Right. Diamond in the Rust. It was just ridiculous. It's a new tagline they're probably going to use. We're probably going to get the t-shirt that say Diamond in right. the Rust. I just right. wasn't a fan of it. I,
2: I still um, think he's a very good promo. I think he's a very underrated promo. Oh, star. for sure. Bivens. Yeah. Bivens uh, or, or,
1: or Rust. Bivens. Bivens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bivens right. is good. Yes, he is. We we need more guys that can help talk for other guys. You know, yes, we do.
0: They're doing everything right. This is a guy that you can tell they're really excited about in Tyler Rust because they're doing everything right with him in terms of get him a manager, just showcase all the cool moves. Um, we go to Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jake Atlas. This was one hell of a match. I absolutely love this. They're um talking up the oh, oh, different yeah. side of Swerve Scott. Uh, Swerve's getting frustrated the more he can't put uh, Jake Atlas away. At one point, they're kind of scuffling around with the referee, and the referees get distracted a little bit. And Swerve hits a back headbutt, so kind of a bit of a cheap move. And then he hits a confidence boost for the win. So, the story of this match is just Swerve is essentially going heel, and he so, beats Jake Atlas.
2: Why I like this because Swerve is, yes, the proverbial babyface. Like, it's going to be tough to buy him his heel, but I will say because his offense is very flashy, it's very forward fashion, whatever you want to call it. He's innovative, but. And usually screams and tends to be a baby face, lends to being a better baby face. but with that said, I always tell you guys is that that you've got get a run as a heel first when you're young and you're new to get what I always tell you guys about which is being have the ability to change gears. And during the heat of the match, remember, I was, you cover a guy one, two, he kicks out. You immediately have got to start whipping his ass. How dare you kick out mother bleeper? Boom, 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 boom. Mount him, start laying, laying him up. Or put him in the corner, shoot him up, give him a big boot to the face. Now what? Kick out of my shit again, mother bleeper. Like, you've got to kick, you've got to kick it up it, into fifth gear. And that's what your your inner monologue should be saying to yourself um, while you're talking this match to your opponent because you're so irate you kicked out of your stuff. So changing gears comes from being a heel, and he needs that. Because uh, Swerve Scott's got crazy talent for days. I like him a lot. So I'm excited to see what they do with him. Um, and hopefully we can get that aggression out of him that he still needs.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Hojotogo Belinsky saying, a bit Be- Be- Becky in the last 18 months, talking, I think, that's back good. about the Abaddon thing. Yeah, that's right. That was cool when they did it. Uh, when Shayna bit Becky.
0: That's a vampire, yeah. Oh, yes. no, she yeah, yeah, when she, and there was blood and stuff like that. That was very different. Yeah, yeah before WrestleMania.
2: Really
0: yes, yes. It yes, really heated it up. Uh, we get Cole and Strong backstage. Uh, Adam Cole says that uh, the result's going to be different. Kind of putting over Kyle O'Reilly. He's interrupted by the Velveteen dream. He says the mighty have fallen, which is so ironic coming from Velveteen. <laughs> right? <laughs> <But> he <laughs> says the mighty have fallen, I think. It's this
1: guy, two, two years <laughs> ago, was a can't-miss... <laughs> Possibly yeah. wrestle, you know, headlining WrestleMania.
0: Oh yeah, two weeks ago, man. I, if if Velveteen Dream was a stock, I would be flat
1: broke. Two years ago, yes. Yeah, because
2: no. I would have got I all in on Velveteen Dream. Same here. All of us, yeah. Would because yeah. he has everything. He has everything that you need. I, I I'll be honest. I'm shocked he's still there. But hey, it is what it is. He is, and uh, that was a funny line. And that was yeah. Like, I wonder is there any. Was that on purpose? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> right. I think that, there's yeah. no
0: coincidence in this business. I okay, think that was true. a little <laughs> okay. jab that Velveteen, okay. because then I mean they keep making him look silly. Uh, here's something I found out. Uh, Adam Cole took upset, uh, exception to Velveteen Dream calling Kyle O'Reilly the head of the snake. Adam Cole claims that there's never been any leader of Undisputed Era. I didn't know Which that. I Adam Cole. Yeah, he said there's Which? never been a leader, and we're all like kind of a collective group. And then he slaps the shit out of the Velveteen Dream, who really sells it. And then he challenges Velveteen to a match. I mean, Velveteen is selling this, mat, this slap up until they had the match, so still doing a number on Velveteen Dream. Then we get a yeah. promo from Thatcher. He's really uh, upset that they uh, pushed him away from the building last week when he was getting a, in a pull-apart with Tommaso Ciampa, so he's going to take liberties out on Leon Ruff. So he's kind of doing the Dean Ambrose thing where he's calling his shot. This is what I'm going to do. He's, he's going to take liberties with Leon Ruff, and then if you're the man you say you are, come stop Then we get into Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. This is a pretty good match. It's essentially Rhea Ripley throwing around Dakota Kai. But uh, she's selling her left arm. Raquel comes to the stage uh, because she cannot be ringside. And and really quick, here's what I like about this match. They're building up this match by showing the Twitter exchange. And usually that's a very lazy way to build a match up, But they actually Mm -hmm. show the actual exchange where, you know, Rhea Ripley said, I bet you can't do it without Raquel. And then Raquel said, no, I don't need to be there. They can ban me if they want. And then Regal jumped in, so they whole, showed that whole thing. And so there's a story to this match. Uh, Rhea Ripley so, ends up winning with the Riptide, and then her and Gonzalez get into this huge pull apart with all these
2: referees. So, and so it was cool. really,
0: really cool after.
2: Rhea Ripley versus Dakota uh, uh, would, would be a huge match. Huge match, normally, like for me and my fandom. I love both talents. But uh, it was just to obviously get to the Gonzalez. I liked the Gonzalez and the Twitter. Uh, addition to this actually normally i think it's kind of corny but they did a good job of the interacting with you know implementing the twitter uh, beef into it um because that is how it is nowadays actually even in sports when someone in the nba is talking smack about lebron on twitter like lebron calls him out and uh mm-hmm. like and then the next day he lights him up for 52 and tells the guy to shut his mouth you know like that's that's how it is today in today's society I prefer right. I sound like I'm 85 years old saying this, but I prefer smack talking to be, you know, you know, to the dude's face. Right. And say, look, I think I can beat your ass. What are you going to do about it? You know, and then you go out in the street and you fight each other. But it's a different day and age today. And um, (laughs) this is this is this is how it works. And I liked it, though. I thought it was great with Regal having him going there. So you say you could do. okay. guess what? That's what you're doing tonight. I thought that was cool. And this is awesome because I love them showcasing Gonzalez. Love it. Could you
1: imagine if Twitter and Instagram were around when, when we became fans? Like Hogan and Macho Uh-oh. Man going off Uh-oh. on Twitter.
2: <laughs> <In our pops. laughs> I saw you looking at Elizabeth. Hashtag, getting you back. <laughs> Get out of the DM, brother. <laughs> I will say this because. I'm not making light of a Dixon. I'm an addict myself here, folks. But because they were so heavily influenced back in the day, alcohol, pills, whatever have you, you have any idea (laughs) the drunk tweets that would go out? Oh, my God. Dude, would be be nonstop. You could never shut up on Twitter. You'd have this guy on it. Yeah, I
0: think Twitter was after its time. Twitter should have existed in a completely yes. different era. yeah it's okay to say the things
3: that you get canceled for. Uh,
1: Macho but, Man using hashtags. I, I love that that idea.
0: Oh Macho Man would be the only account that I thought Macho Man made <laughs> the ultimate order. Like, oh, it would
3: be so all great. caps. Yeah. Actually,
0: anyway. yes. <laughs>
2: What about emojis? That's such a great idea. What about emojis? Would you just would you completely lose all fandom for like Hulk Hogan? You start like using emojis. Yeah, I want to see emojis for Hulk. Oh man! A lot of shovels, probably a lot of shovels
0: coming from Hulk. Um, we go back to the Gargano Christmas. Uh, India Harwell gets the PS Five. She opens it and then finds <laughs> out there's nothing inside the box. But what she actually gets is even better. This is what I believe is the best pun they've come up with, maybe all year, because Indy Harwell has a new name from Johnny Wrestling. Her new name is Indy Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, That's cute. Leaving. Very it's
2: cute. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good.
0: Uh, we also get a Tony Storm interview where she is just dressed in this crazy outfit. She's wearing like a leopard skin print coat with a police hat. It's really weird stuff. But she's calling out she like um, Io Shirai. She said that she beat Io Shirai at the Mayung Classic. Io can't beat her, and she'd like a title shot. So very reasonable. Good. reasons to want a title shot. Like yes, that.
2: exactly. Alfred, nail on the head. Those are reasonable. They make yeah. sense. It's not a match out of nowhere. And I don't know what you guys saw about the outfit, but like, I'm sorry. Even in that, she looks like a star. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She did. Yeah. It was definitely. that she pulled it off? She kind of looked like she looked like a pimp and the officer who arrested him.
2: I just spit out like three pieces of chicken, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that I, I pop Matt Morgan.
1: <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez uh, saying on, on his last show, Cornette said, She looks as indie as it gets. Go figure, her name's Indy. That's
2: yeah, well, Cornette. Folks. Hey, different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. Uh, then we get into my favorite, the
0: Zia Lee promo, <laughs> which we are telling the story, ladies and gentlemen.
2: It is your favorite. It is. <laughs> you got to You got to do the voice. Oh, we can okay, do
0: this. i am doing the voice. I learned two more words in Chinese. Okay, Zia <laughs> Lee. <laughs> She's kicking and punching wood, but this time she's not crying, she's not selling, she's a badass. She's tough, she doesn't hurt her. Kicking and punching. In fact, she's going and doing such a good job that the Shifu master was usually saying, which is again, he has a new word. He says, Hola. that's enough. He wants her to stop. So then we cut the boa, and he's taking punishment, getting hit in the back, but he's taking it like a champ. And then he says, zimbi that means more. So he's getting punched. He's getting kicked by Xyalee. He's getting hit in the back with a kendo stick. Zimmo! He wants more. He's with the Xia Li's kicking up. Xyalee's kicking, punching Zimor! Tifu Master, finally he's had enough. He goes, hola! And Zalee comes up from the water. Because she's been in the water, but she's not drowning like earlier. She comes up and she's fine. She's like invincible because it's enough. Enough torture. You've done enough. And they show her face, they show Boa's face, they show the samurai's face, and then we go to dark. So it looks like this group is ready to kind of be a thing. Like three so- badass heels weren't going to sell a damn thing. What did you guys think about that?
2: <laughs> so you do a better job of making me more excited about this than what else. <laughs> I I did say when this came on tonight, I'm like, Alfred's going to have jokes on this segment. No <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love these things, man. I hope I they don't end these things
1: just so we can keep getting your recaps. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going
2: to be
0: out of a job if they end these things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more of it. but well, this is very interesting. I think this might be something they pay off on <laughs> our New Year's Evil show because it looks like they're ready to go in terms of... If you've watched the kind of character development they've been doing... Before, they were getting tortured and crying, and now they're like all, you know, they right.
3: like getting tortured. So
0: it's kind of like crazy.
1: Karate Kid, but a darker version. Instead of washing cars, they're, you know. Exactly. Beaten. Yeah.
0: Punching wood. Right. So, uh, Bronson Reed goes over as Shanti Z Adonis in a squash match. He looked good. I'm glad that they're kind of heating him back up.
2: Yes. Um Yes. Bronson he Reed, is, man,
1: he looked good. He, he, very good. good. I, I, I noted know, I know on Twitter, it reminds me of Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he very looked much better, better than I. Like, yeah, great headbutt.
0: Uh, Io is being asked backstage and she heard Tony's comment she says yes and she's going to address him right now so she goes to the ring and before she can get the chance she is mauled by Mercedes Martinez who I mean essentially won the NXT lottery by she was supposed to be in Retribution but they kind of canned that so now <laughs> yeah. she's back being a monster in NXT and that's where she's best oh.
3: she
2: yes. looked, you know look like a killer yes NXT is the best listen to me other than Roman Reigns on Smackdown and Sasha Banks NXT is the best WWE show for my money watching wrestling. That's my favorite WWE show. So she's on, in my opinion, a better show, a more uh, a well-written show, a show that makes more sense, a way more wi- uh, a stacked women's division, and uh, she gets booked like a star. Like I, yeah. She she won the lottery great. is a great way to put it. And I love seeing her back. I love seeing her being put in this role. This was great, I'm happy for her. Do you think Mia Yim is just so freaking jealous and pissed that Mercedes so, got out of not, this? Yeah. Lie, the other shoe in my head mentally did drop of like, oh, but poor Mia. Poor Mia, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> bullshit. <Yeah. laughs> <Too bad.
1: laughs> uh, Alejandra Villarreal saying, uh, Matt, did you ever wrestle in Mexico at AAA when TNA yes. had a partnership with them? I also yeah. love your podcast, guys.
2: Triple Mania just once. I did one Triple Mania, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, we wrestled against, what's the clown guys, Insane Clown? Not clown, clown the ICP? Masks. Not them, but something else. They, they, they wear clown masks. They're lucha Oh, masks. the murder clown? That, that was one. There's, there's
0: a murder clown. There's a psycho clown.
2: Psycho clown was another. There was three of them yeah. at the time. Um, oh, yeah, there is another one. The day. And, and it was me. I want to say Jeff Jarrett. I don't remember who our partner was. But it was fun. It was packed. That's for darn sure. That arena was packed. But it was a cool experience. Say I wrestled there. Conan booked it at the time. My first time meeting him. Uh, It was cool.
3: That's
2: awesome.
0: Uh, We get to Thatcher versus Leon Ruff. So remember, Thatcher's saying he's going to take liberties with Leon Ruff. So that's pretty much what's happening. They're adhering to this story. Uh, The announcers just keep bringing up, oh, he could have put him away uh, ages ago, but he's not putting away Leon Ruff. Finally, out of nowhere, Leon Ruff rolls up Thatcher, and he wins the freaking match. Uh, Chapa comes down afterwards. And he comes to save Leon Ruff, and he says, "I'll see you in the fight pit." So I don't know if we're going to get a raw underground style match, but it looks like they're going to do some kind of shoot style match. What do you think about that, Matt?
2: I don't know what like what you said, like fight pit. I don't know what that's going to be. That's I, that's, I, what, that's what? the, the match they
1: did. The match they did with Matt Riddle and, and Tim Thatcher. That
2: oh, that's right. Oh, it, okay. Was, oh, I remember that right. match
0: now. Okay. Okay, but they, they, they called that a fight pit.
1: Yeah. I believe so, right? They did.
0: Oh, yeah, man. they did. That, that's, is that how they wrote off Matt Riddle? Yeah, I was wondering yeah, those last yeah. matches. Yeah. And they, they
1: wrote off uh, Timothy Thatcher's uh, teeth in that match.
2: Right. <laughs> they did. So, um, we'll see. Well, I mean, I told you. What, I think Timothy, Timothy Thatcher is talented. Uh, he's another one, like, with the first two guys we talked about that opened up the show, like Lorican and them. They're all the same ilk to me. I'm bored by them. Yeah. Overall, even though I, as a wrestler, when I watch them go, there's things in there that I'm watching them do with chain wrestling and uh, get, reversing out of things. I'm like, damn, that's pretty damn impressive. But their characters, right? Their characters are something that I just find very vanilla.
1: Yeah, I, we we talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago, Matt. Where I had the same thing when I was growing up with William Regal, where I, everyone would say he was a great wrestler, but as when I was watching him, I was bored by him.
2: And I will say this: if you notice, when William Regal was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Fans were not saying that, okay. It right. wasn't until he got to WWE mm-hmm. be- it became like an agent, and then we had we had to start watching matches to get better. Right. We were always giving fit matches, regal matches, and then we're the ones that started like, God dang, this dude was freaking money. Like he mm-hmm. was so good, his facial expressions, his right. everything, his way he would oversell things. He was awesome, right. awesome, awesome. And and so the UK fans always loved Regal and always really thought he was amazing because he was. But, right. like, in America, I'll argue, in the heat of the moment when he was being booked on like WCW, right? Fans were not like, oh, William Regal is a main event talent. Nobody was saying that. Right. You know, so, so there's something to that. I don't right. know what it is. But, right.
1: And, and, and same. I, I appreciated Regal as they got older and older. But the well, only I, time he saw the crowd going crazy in a Regal match was when he was facing Goldberg and his cousin
2: Goldberg. Yeah. Right, and then, and then when he did comedy stuff in WWE, went to Jerry. He did amazing at that right. as a GM. Yeah. He was hilarious as hell. Right. But um, that's different. That's not the same thing what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and uh, I will
0: say people forget it in 2008 when he won King of the Ring and he was doing yes. this whole corrupt King thing. That was getting real hot. And then he, <laughs> yes. he got caught from a drug test, unfortunately. So they had to take that off uh, TV yeah. and end it. But in another world, if he was to live that through, he could have become a pretty big star doing that.
2: Yeah. He, he because the the era that he was doing it and made sense. WWE is very good at where they want to put a machine behind somebody and yeah. add the garnish to the steak. They're very good at doing that with the promo packs and all that build up. They're very good at that with those videos. Yeah, Psycho Circus. Thank you so much, Circus. Psycho Circus. And it was me, Abyss, and Jeff Jarrett. That's who the six man tag was. Thank you.
0: So then we get a promo from D- Damian Priest. This is more backstage pre-tape cutting of promo on Kill it Cross. Sorry, real and... quick.
1: This was the this was the, yeah this was the exact match. Jeff Jarrett, oh, Matt oh, Morgan, oh, and Monster, Monster Pain, Pain. Monster Oops. Pain defeated so, Monster oh, Clown, Murder Clown, and Psycho Clown. Triple so, Mania oh, wow. 21.
2: Good job, Barney DC. you better remember Yeah, right. very well done. <laughs> so Monster, <laughs> Monster Pain was this huge six foot nine uh, kid from Puerto Rico. Huge, very talented. Very, he's a heavyset guy wore a mask. So he ended up going to FCW and he had a stint there as Sweet Daddy Something. He wore like a, a like a top hat. He did like this dancing gimmick which is ridiculous because he's a killer. Um, <laughs> Sweet Daddy Something. Guys in the chat room, look that up. He went yeah. to FCW.
1: All right. All right. Real quick, Tim Mickle's ran <laughs> up. Wow, it's really Christmas Eve for you guys on the West Coast and Central Time Zone. It's Christmas Eve now.
2: I feel like Christmas Eve. It
1: just doesn't. Yeah, it's the 24th over there and in about 20 minutes for me. Alfred, you've got
0: It's an hour and 20. 40, So it's still the 23rd here. But you know, <laughs> I'd be happy to spend Christmas Eve with you guys.
2: <laughs> Alfred, where are you at? What state are you at? I'm
0: in California. Wow, I didn't
2: know that.
0: Yeah, Northern California. Arise in Colorado,
1: or, um, right? But Yeah, I'm in Colorado. Uh, but Alfred right now is with his fam in Northern California, but he lives in Southern.
2: Yeah, I live in Southern California. Oh, uh, cool. It's only, it's only so, 1.40 a.m. here. No big deal. Oh, that's not big
0: <laughs> deal. We're on the home stretch. <laughs> so Damian Priest is cutting a promo on Karrion Cross, saying, what's this badass everyone's talking about? I'm going to punk you in front of the world. Huh. Uh, then we go to Dexter Loomis. Let me tell you, we were talking about how is he going to host, and that's kind of the gimmick. It's like the guy can't talk how he's going to host. He draws a picture of Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez in a last-woman standing match. And then just kind of does this creepy look to the camera. And if this is what the is going to be, I'm fine with it. If he's just going to draw <laughs> pictures of the matches announcing him, like, it's not as much Dexter <laughs> Loomis. This is a perfect amount of Dexter Loomis, so I was fine with this. <laughs> uh,
1: the, the one thing with Dexter Loomis is uh, we've seen, like, if you don't have the mic skills on the main roster, you only get it so far. And he's yeah. not working on his mic skills at all. Like, he's, it's you know, them. Yeah,
2: and you know
0: they're going to make him talk one day and just have some dumb idea for how his voice sounds yes. or do something
1: crazy like yes. that. Yes, and then they're going to take him off TV like Lars Sullivan He did that cringeworthy promo and he has not been on TV right. since. Yeah, and it's
2: not the town's fault. They need to be developing a, right now where he's at on NAT. Start doing it now. Please. Yeah.
1: So it's cute, you know, the silent, right. creepy stare. But at some point, if he wants to be an actual player,
2: gotta sell tickets, right? Yeah. We go backstage, Leon
0: Ruff, and this is some good booking. He's, you know, he says the curse is real. Uh, he wants a North American Championship rematch, and William Regal has given it to him. So he confirms that after winning a match and being a former North American champion, he gets that rematch. And, of course, the caveat for that is that Johnny Gargano has never defended the North American Championship successfully. So there will be that True. drama in this match of, are they going to keep this going? This is long-term storytelling. It's Let's like know, the Sasha are they going to keep this going? Exactly. To where the match well, with Johnny Gargano and Leon Ruff is going to be well,
2: well pointed out, Alfred. It's a good explanation of why he deserves a good job. Yeah, you're right. But there's no yeah. way that Leon Ruff regains it. No. <laughs> Hell,
3: I don't know. Yeah? You think so? <laughs>
2: no
1: way.
0: I don't I don't here's the thing that I like. This is what I like about it. Like, I wish I was that certain, but I thought the same we exact thing know. when Johnny the Gargano time. was yeah. defending against Leon Ruff. I, I, I didn't
2: see it coming either. I think anybody right. did. But Dude, they've got too much real estate uh, yeah. Gargano right now on their television show, man. And that belt works and adds yeah. to it a little bit, if you will. And he actually, I'll argue, he helps the belt right now. I can't believe I'm saying any of this. I hated him when he turned to you. I was like, this is a terrible right. move. What are you guys doing? Right. Uh, he was a great baby face, you idiots. This will never work. It's worked. He's done great, great with it.
0: Yeah. It really is. Um, then we go to carry on cross doing a promo of his own. This is another backstage promo to get us ready for that match that they're going to have on January 6th. He said that you dug yourself into a hole. You're not going to get out of, you've made the biggest mistake of your life.
2: I, I believe him. And here's the thing is that you notice they are having him talk more. Have you guys yeah. started noticing that? Mm-hmm. What is to Raj's point? Because he ain't going to be there very long. And, and, and the more he gets out there now, the better. And he's a believable promo. He's not going to be Jerry Lawler or Roddy Piper. He doesn't have to be. He needs to look like a shit kicker, and, uh, and come across as one when he talks. He comes across as one when he talks. I believe mm-hmm. him.
1: He does. You know, one of the things with the wrestlers today is so many of them are, are fans of the just the in ring, and they don't practice their promos and re- like work on the character. Like MJF, like you see right. him, like you could tell he's pr- working on his promos. And oh yeah. And that gets you so far if you can develop that, as opposed to doing the flips and these crazy spots. Yeah. And more wrestlers need to do that, work on character. Dude, I if promise. we have
2: any wrestlers that are watching this, I'm telling you guys, you take a shower every morning. At least I hope you do. You have that opportunity. When you're waiting for your water to get hot in the shower, go to town on your bathroom mirror. Show all your fa- Look at all your facial expressions as you're talking. Shit! You have it even easier than I did. You have video cameras in your phones now. For crying out loud! There's no excuse that you shouldn't be working on your facials, your body language, your voice inflection, your tones, all of that. That's the stuff that draws people in. It ain't the 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 high spot stuff. Although I do like it, it's not Mm -hmm. what draws everybody in. Right.
0: And it's absolutely something that could be improved because I mean I didn't mention this, but Roderick Strong cut kind of a promo earlier tonight, and it was a really good promo. He seemed very confident, and I remember watching Roderick Strong when he was in ROH. I went to live shows, and he had to cut promos, and it was some of the worst. I think he was the worst promo I'd ever seen in terms of making me uncomfortable when he talked, and he yeah. couldn't cut a promo. But mm. all these years later, he clearly mm. worked on it, and I thought he was pretty good. tonight. I mean, I think that he was definitely improved from Raj, what I used to see. He was
2: insane. He's so improved it was he used to be even, awful. Yeah. He used to be he's improved, like, for sure. But yeah, when you hear Adam Cole cold cold
1: talk cold. after him, then it's like, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> we're not doing I'm not saying, that.
0: All, the only point I'm making is that promos can be improved. In yeah. terms of if you oh, work on you sure. your promos, you yes. can get to a point where they're capable. And there was a point where yeah. uh, Roger yes. Strong was not a capable promo at all at yeah. one point. And he can actually talk. He can hold his own. Yeah. But not like Adam Cole, of course.
2: No.
0: Um, no. We get to the main event. And it was Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, of course uh pete dunn ends up hitting the ring and attacking Roderick strong before they go to break uh he hits a better end on the outside uh the match was fine i you know adam cole kind of carried it it went well past seven o'clock i did notice that they yeah. this match when they went to break it was like six fifty-eight. so they they've been do doing like eight, eight minute overruns come out. yeah, yeah. so they did kind of a long overrun again uh, adam cole ends up hitting the last shot he wins the match um, and then that is the – did anything happen after they went off of air? I, I don't believe anything of note happened, but Adam Cole defeated Velveteen Dream yep. and for the win.
2: Of note was the fact that Pete Dunne came out and is continuing that storyline. That means yes. we're going to get to see more and more of our boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Pete Dunne. And so they announced Pete Dunne versus uh, Kyle oh.
2: uh was it Adam Cole, Adam Cole for next week?
0: I believe it's Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole, Pete yeah. Dunne versus
2: Adam Cole, but I meant the football player. Oh, uh, Pat McAfee! Yes. Oh, Pat McAfee. We're yeah. gonna get more of him than me. And and I, I like I love Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah. Bernie DC. Right. Uh, cut promos yeah. on everything. The traffic light. The person yes. at the bus station. Yes. The guy, girl that cut you off in traffic. The more one works on it, the better. Same with facials in the mirror. Absolutely. He's a seventy
2: percent. That's the dead ass honest truth. And also, I had a rest. I had a promo because I heard all these horror stories that you get brought up to TV as an OVW talent, as a developmental talent. If they come into Ohio, or Kentucky area, we have to go to the show, right? And get in the ring and roll around and show what we've learned in front of the brass, right? And I was always nervous to be caught off guard, like on a promo. A bra- brawler would bring me back into the promo room and say, all right, do a promo on Pippi Longstocking. Ha <laughs> ha, he'll never be able to do that. Dude, I could cut a promo. I had it with my head where I could do every star on that roster. I'm not joking. Um, Even like the minor stars, because in case they they can't catch me off guard. And I had them all memorized. I'd write them out, which is not like me. I'm not a big writer. Um, But I did because I never wanted to be caught off guard. And then what I would notice when I'd be put in situations to cut promos that would catch me off guard, I would start pulling little pieces out of like some of these, like the Scotty Two Hottie promo. I'd pull a little (laughs) bit out of Undertaker's. Undertaker, you had a decade of decadence. And I would put him over at the time because he was only 10 years in at the time. I remember... And then start putting myself over gratuitously. And I know he's looking at it. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> um, it, it,
2: like I had something for everybody. I remember. And I still think the talent today should should look at it that way. You should have a promo ready to go on everybody on your roster. You know what I mean? And practice it. You guys have these freaking phone cameras I would have killed to have had back then.
1: Yeah, you have all the resources right at your fingertips. Uh, Bernie DC, a couple of other great uh, tweets here saying, love the part of that FCW documentary when they talk about Promo School and Dusty and showed some of the rare footage. Price the stuff. And a little correction here. Uh, From Bernie. Uh, the cult promo ended the credits and they convert. It was Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne for next
0: week. Oh, Roderick Strong versus, yeah, that, that's the one. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Strong versus. Yeah,
2: that makes
0: sense.
1: Yeah,
2: completely um,
0: him Strong.
1: Yeah. Who is this Bernie? I want Jenny the identity Hayes. of
2: Bernie. I think Bernie's a wrestler.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I think so. it sounds like it, right? It feels yeah. like Bernie, Yeah, Bernie, reveal yourself. Yes. Please. Jenny has saying, I know I'm an hour behind the show, but I'm glad they're exactly. ripping on Marco stuff. We can rip on him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he holds <almost> Jurassic <laughs> Express back so
1: much. The whole him back, he's crazy shtick is dumb. Just let him get KO'd. How do you really feel?
2: The the that works for you. Bro, Jenny Hayes said, screw the curveball. the curved She's she take nine off the, the catcher. F that, I'm coming with the E. <laughs> that is hilarious.
1: Bro. That was awesome. <laughs> that's
2: great. So that's the show. So the show's um it ended. I like the show. So now that we've just recapped it, I don't feel as confident in saying I think NXT was better.
1: Yeah. Oh, I A- think the question was what's going to be better on New Year's in two oh, weeks. what I
2: said? Okay. Y- right. Yeah, the
1: New Year's Evil versus AEW. I'm, I'm getting the two AEW cards confused. Yeah. Um, uh, let me just run them down yeah, real please quick please. and we'll finish up. Um,
2: sorry, one second. But tonight's AEW I was better.
1: Me too. I, I did too. Um... I, I can see the point for either. So, night one next week, it's going to be Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix, uh, Hikaru uh, Shida versus Abaddon, <laughs> John Moxley returns, and Jake Hager versus Wardlow. Night two, which is two weeks, is going to be Darby Allin versus Brian Cage, Cody Rhodes versus Matt Sidell. So far, that's what's announced. So, yeah, yeah, Night 1 is definitely a stronger card so far. Night 2, which is going to be head-to-head head head with NXT, dude, New Year's over, Evil.
2: they overrate Matt. I love Matt Sado. He's a good dude. But they overrate the hell out of him. Like, that too, like they're advertising? Like, it's great to have Cody have a match versus him. That wouldn't be the second match that I'd advertise, though. I'd say, Co- appearing. Cody Rhodes will be wrestling.
1: Cody Rhodes in action.
2: Yes, yes. I swear <laughs> to God, that's how I would say it. But...
1: So, what do we have for NXT? So, NXT is pretty loaded. Hold on. Uh, let me pull that card up here. Obviously, we've got... Sorry, one second. So, we've got the fight pit that we talked about earlier. Kyle Riley versus Finn Balor. Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. Oh,
2: that's yeah, it right there. That's the a knockout
1: blow. That's yeah. It. And there Tommaso it Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher in the fight pit. Those gimmick matches usually work well, and then Carrion Cross versus Damian Priest, I think that's going to be.
2: Oh uh, my god! Like that's going to be a good card. Yeah. yeah. It's going to blow it away. Yeah. It's just as soon as you hit uh, Gonzalez versus uh, Rhea, that for me that was a lock. They already won. Yeah. Dude, and we're getting Carrion Cross versus freaking Priest. Jeez, dude. And yeah. that's just one night, though. That's just one night.
1: That's just one night. Yeah. Okay. So, New Year's Evil, and and uh, uh, Dexter Loomis is going to be painting so, decisions throughout the show, I guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so that one is just so it's, Let's just call it what it is. That's corny. Um, yeah. let, me ask, let me ask a question. Don't you think it would be smarter for AEW to stack that first show to get eyeballs off of NXT somehow?
1: Absolutely, because next week is kind of a dead week. It's uh, It's a holiday week. January is always went like, raw. Like, they're building the big legends thing. You know, it's not next week. It's the week after. Because that's when football season's over. You know, you, you want to put your big guns in. And just in general, start off the new year with the big. So, you want, yeah, you'd want your bigger matches, I would think, that, that next week. So,
2: when are we going to see Shaq?
1: I mean, tonight they... That's a good it, question.
2: It, it, I was mean, it's like Tyson.
1: Nice? When are we going to see Tyson? I don't, I don't know if we will. We're supposed to see Tyson? Well, remember they built that up with Jericho? Tyson oh, yeah, and Jericho? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it never up paid
2: off. He at least came out to a pull-apart. Can I yeah. get that from you, Shaq? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I th- you know, again, tonight, they were following the NBA. I thought that would have been the perfect time to have oh, a Shaq segment in the front of the oh, show. Yeah. Even if it's a taped interview. Even if it's replaying that one interview. And Fine. then you show the
2: Jade. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because here's the thing about NBA. Especially, I watch NBA on TNT post game reports because they're hilarious. Bar- uh, EJ Barkley, Shaq, Kenny Smith, they're hilarious. And they always clown Shaq. And he gets hot. And when he gets hot, yeah. like they all like stop. A yeah. It's a he shoot.
0: And yes, he gets he does. personal. like he'll go
2: yes. to Tulsa like, with no title. He's like <laughs> he'll he,
0: go he, Yes. The
3: jugular. yes.
2: Yeah. Charles <laughs> Charles like will jab it with something like kind of soft. Immediately, like Shaq jumped yeah. right down his throat with, You yeah. can't talk about this. You never won the title. You yeah. don't get to talk about any of these championships. Right.
1: Charles, and your wife's too. been cheating on you.
2: Yeah, like, he's really rude. Like, yeah, he goes for the joke. Yeah. He so, like, so, like, there's a history on that network of, of clowning Shaq, the attempts to clown Shaq. So, how in the hell they could not have transitioned into just the slow mo of Brandy throwing water on Shaq and Shaq's facial expression after that to come in tonight to AEW? I think it was a huge missed opportunity because those NBA and NBA uh, DNT fans would pop huge for that because they think it's hilarious when they cloud Shaq.
1: Shaq's a gigantic superstar to just like cut immediately to the after the game. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity.
3: Huge.
0: um, I'm interested to see what the number does. They will have an inflated opening in terms of going from, they didn't go, they didn't slow down. They went from the game right to AEW. So I completely agree with you, Matt. If they would have had, Shaq doing something to where it's like you still see Shaq, they could have capitalized yep. off that huge inflated audience they got, but I yes. think there's going to be a huge drop off throughout the show.
1: Yeah, and they could have had commercials during the NBA game. Like Shaq is going to address Cody Rhodes tonight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like yeah. to yeah. get those people hooked. So, there has to be
2: something we're missing. There has to be. Yeah, an it answer. seems yeah, easy, know, too right?
1: easy that it could be missed, so there's got to be something.
2: There has to be an answer to this, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, thank you guys so much. Uh, happy, uh, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve in a lot of parts of the country right now. Uh, Matt, man, hardest hardest working man in, on this podcast.
2: Uh, anything you'd like to to say before we go off the air here? No, what, when will I do, when will I see everybody again on this podcast? On Christmas. <laughs> on Friday, right? Yeah, on you Friday. and Glenn. <laughs> so today's technically <laughs> Thursday. What am I saying? It doesn't yeah. really feel like Christmas. Tomorrow. It does Guys, wow. this doesn't feel like Christmas. I'm just going to be honest. This doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah So, Funny with fun. that said, I will see you all on Christmas Day. So, I wish you a happy holiday. I might even say New Year because I'm going to see you all before that. So, right. yeah. I Alfred? wish you all a good rest of your day. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas Eve. Follow me at This Is Nasty. Uh, watch my articles on Forbes and then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pro Wrestling Bits.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I was telling Alfred right before we went, we went on the air. I was reading the Darby Allen article uh, on the site, and it's like, oh, this was an interview with Alfred. <laughs> Check out his <laughs> stuff on on Forbes. He's got a ton of cool stuff. And keep checking us out. We really appreciate you guys. You guys, have, uh, you guys have been amazing. We we love that you guys are uh, the, the interaction and how we get to you know interact with you guys.
2: Loyal, interactive, and it's a different kind of interactive. It's like we. You, We joke, and I especially, the most out of everyone here messes with you guys the most in the chat room, but you guys get it. You feel like part of the family. Any of you all that reached out to me about Thrive, I've told you all that, and I've caught some of you off guard with that, but I meant every word of that. I consider every single one of you all that consistently coming in here, you're part of our family, and uh, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. It's because of you we get to do this, so thank you. Yeah. people and are thank talking you guys. about
0: the good people on twitter and there's a lot of good people on twitter from the wrestling community who've been just so welcoming to me and i just really appreciate being here yeah. so thank you guys
1: oh the vast majority of our guys are, are good
2: yeah like, it's just it's just fun and we appreciate <laughs> it so twitter twitter would let me in i'd be able to see that but <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you guys
1: and join it'll be glenn and matt this friday on christmas for the post smackdown uh, wrestling podcast and take care and we will talk we'll see you then